global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Crises precipitate change. My next guest released his first album, I Wish My Brother George Was Here, in 1991, as well as helping create the supergroup, The Hieroglyphics. Fast forward 10 years of tremendous growth and adoring fans, he's featured on the hit single with the Gorillas called Clint Eastwood. Basically, this man has been making music and connecting with generations of fans for over 30 years. It's my pleasure to introduce Del, the funky homo Try and you will live or die, whichever I choose to lose. Cruise 
get a shame because we blame them for fighting. You might win if you start writing and stop fighting. No time for games. I rearrange my vocals in your headphones. I hope till I get an answer. Acknowledge and abolish all the whack records. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Dell, the funky homo sapien. Hey, what's up? There what's we happening, go. man? <laughs> Yeah. So when fans come up to you, do they say the whole thing? Like, Del the Funky Homo Sapien? Or do they just say, hey, Del? Because it's such a long-winded name, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, people just usually call me Del or Diesel, D's, whatever. Some, some, it depends on the, the range. The older, many people that was from my first album, fans of that, they might be like, it's the Funky Homo Sapien. What's up? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But usually people that know what I'm about, you know, they might be like Deltron, you know, depending on who it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And you've yeah. actually like, you've made your way through a lot of different like genres of just like entertainment in general. Like you have a little bit of like anime behind you, skateboarding, like all that different type of shit. Yeah. Like, was it ever intentional for like, because talking to like, you know, I'm on the younger side, so I've definitely reached out to like older people who've listened to your music longer than me. And like the first time I was introduced to you was definitely, you know, the gorillas because <laughs> mm. from the 2000s. But like people growing up with your music, they were like, yeah, when I was maybe um, skating, rollerblading or actual skateboarding, it used to be like the anthem for them. Was that all intentional or how did that even come to be? You being associated with like skating. Just a, that it was it wasn't intentional. I was just associated with skating. Basically, mm-hmm. anything that was like counterculture, I'd be down with, you know what I'm saying? So it didn't matter, you know what I'm saying? Any, anybody that was kind of like an outsider on the fringe of stuff, I'd be down with them, you know what I'm saying? That's just the way I was. So it could be skating, it could be, you might be in the rock over here, you know what I'm saying? Or you might be into anime and stuff, all, all the cool shit, you know what I'm saying? That now is staples now, you know what I'm saying? video games, you know, all this shit was like at the beginning when we was messing with it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We was all getting clapped for it back then, though. You was like a nerd or something was wrong with you if you was fucking with it back then. But it just survived. Like, everybody grew up and then it became, all this became industries, you feel what I'm saying? Along with hip-hop, so, you know. No, nah, it wasn't intentional, though. <laughs> That's just the way it was, man. I feel it. It's yeah. like, come on, did you like? Did you ever think that anime and all that stuff would ever be as popular as it is now or you know what i never really thought of it like that i'm i didn't consider it too much i just knew it was the shit to me and if you mm-hmm. wasn't up on it you just wasn't up on it like you was not you know what i'm saying you was not hip you know what i'm saying i just felt like i had a certain type of taste that people just wasn't up on yet but i knew it was crazy though just like i knew hip-hop was crazy you know what i'm saying a new skating was crazy, like shit that people was doing. Like I knew it was just beyond. People used to just think it was a waste of time or whatever, or all oh, this dumb shit, the Japanese shit or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like we was getting like bootleg shit that still was in Japanese. You know what I'm saying? But it was just crazy to me, you know. So it was just like a niche before. It was just like a niche group. I never really thought that it'd be like it is now. But I could I could appreciate it though. It deserved to be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like even like the gorillas. Like when you guys first started out, they were like underground kind of, and now like their newest <laughs> project, they're like releasing. It's it's crazy how they're releasing their new their newest project. They're like releasing it within like singles, 
but like almost it's not like just like three singles and they're done they're like continuously releasing it until like the whole album's out and like on one of their latest songs they have like elton john on it even like what how do you go mm-hmm. from, how do you how does that even happen it's just it's crazy to see like how all you guys I, have aged <laughs> yeah i mean shit i mean they already was like platinum selling before you know what i'm saying so like it's to get somebody like an Elton John, especially at this point, they could do that. You know what I'm saying? They had all kind of people on it at this point. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like all kind of stars from all over. But the way it started out though was real uh, organic. You know what I'm saying? So I could appreciate that. You know? Yeah, for sure. The artwork, especially if it wasn't for the artwork, I would say like that. That really is what separated it from just a regular recording to me. Because the artwork was just phenomenal. That's what got me into it. Yeah. And the music videos, the one in the graveyard, that was yeah. nuts. <laughs> Dude used to draw Tank Girl, mm. the, the same artist. And Tank Girl was like an underground comic from like the 80s. And I used to love that comic. So when I seen the artwork for Gorillaz, I was like, that's the same artist. So that already off the bat, got me interested in it just that alone i ain't heard none of it yet mm-hmm. yeah man it's crazy like how like all media in general just kind of builds like a web and then like the people you, you like find your niche in that web through like other like-minded people yeah i mean that everything kind of work like that you know what i'm saying it's just connections in general that's what it's all about really is connections yeah mm-hmm. Like, or, or dividing, but I'd rather, you know, focus on connecting. For yeah. sure. <laughs> like, I think I go through phases where, like, there's, like, a word that's, like, a theme in my life. And I feel like the word, the theme in the, over the past few months during this whole virus is probably, like, organicness or, like, authenticity. Yeah, because that's a good one. Yeah, I feel go, like go it's ahead. very important, especially like during times like this, like a lot of people, whether it's artists or just anyone in their work life, you start to realize who actually cares about you during this whole pandemic and is actually going to check up on you or even you yourself feeling like, oh, maybe if I'm an artist, I feel like I have to continue to connect with this guy like before this pandemic. And then once this pandemic hit, you realize maybe this person that I kept trying to reach because I thought they were going to get me somewhere weren't as important as I thought they were, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, people really rethinking a lot of stuff because everybody just got to sit down. Everybody got to sit down. I feel like everything was just a rush before then. Everybody rushing to do this, do this. Nobody want to stop. And then you just forced to stop mm-hmm. by something that's outside of what, what you could control. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times... Here, especially, I feel like in the United States, people just feel like they got control over everything. You know what I mean? But you don't. (laughs) It's just a reminder, you know? Like, this is a little off topic, but like, have you seen the movie Hostel? No, I haven't. Hostel? No, what's that about? It's, um, I forget who it's by. It's by this really messed up, like, horror, horror guy that I enjoy. I forget the director's name. But basically... It's about hostel. Yeah, like you a, know, like you oh. know, like how in like foreign countries they have like those little hotels that everyone's staying together. So it's basically about that. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. about like these Americans that go to like 
I completely, it's Europe or something like that. And they're like staying in this hostel. And then like these girls at this bar, like start hitting on them. And basically the whole movie is about how like these people in power trick these like Americans or ever to go to these hostels and then they kidnap them. And then like, they like pay to like torture them basically. It's really <laughs> fucked up. But yeah. it's just crazy like how like these these American guys, the movie was made really well and these it's by okay, the director is Eli Roth. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Mm-mm. He's made some crazy messed up movies. But anyways, it's just these very innocent like American guys that are going over to Europe trying to just party and these 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 girls seduce them and then basically kidnap them and it's like crazy how we kind of feel safe in our own country. Like, of course, kidnappings happen in our country, which is messed up and terrible. But, like, they just felt like they were going to be safe going to this random country and connecting with these random girls, not worrying about their intentions and stuff. I just feel like we all kind of get in our own little bubble and feel like we're safe. But, like, at any moment in time, we can be touched by whoever. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. I've, I've dealt with a lot of stuff, too, to where... I'd be paranoid, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Just all constantly looking over my shoulder, trying to just make sure, you know what I'm saying? But you can't really live your life thinking somebody's going to do something to you all the time. If somebody want to do something to you, they're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like if somebody like somebody put a hit on you, you're not going to know. You know what I'm saying? If it's like that, they just, it's, they're going to get you. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's nothing to really be worried about. I just try to be cool. <laughs> stay out the way so nobody got a reason to want to do nothing to me you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. as much as i can you know what i'm saying i feel like you must be like a pretty deep thinking guy though like you probably get asses all the time but for part of the research i did on you i i listened to deltron 3030 i listened to it probably like three times so i could think of my own theme behind the meaning of it and like what mindset you must have been in but listening in it to it like during these times is fucking scary. <laughs> like with your song Virus, I feel like there's two sides to that song. I feel like you mixed it in between like an actual virus and like a hacking virus. That's the themes I got in that song. But like what were you what was your mindset for a song like that? Cause it like it's like so relatable right now. It's just creepy. I uh, know, I wasn't even chirping like off the virus virus, the, uh, the coronavirus, I wasn't even tripping off of that. Hmm. But uh, it was a technical virus, you know what I'm saying? Like a computer virus, basically taking over, you know, a network or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. on some terrorism shit, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, just the mind state of somebody behind something like that. But he got a purpose though, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It ain't just like he just trying to wreck shit for no reason. He don't agree with whatever the... Uh, whatever the law is or whatever the, you know, the government is trying to shove down our throats or whatever, but that's mm-hmm. just a, you know, a point of view or whatever. Yeah. Sure. That's what it was about pretty much. You know, it's crazy. Like how everyone, like, even for me, like I could relate it to what's going on right now. Like it's, that's what I think a beautiful album is an album that like the, the artist has a clear intention on what they want to portray in the album. And then it's the listeners that, think of something else completely different maybe from what the artist was trying to do yeah because think about like 
even with another song on the album, Gray Matter, you know, update mm-hmm. your gray matter. Because <laughs> one day it may matter. So <laughs> with that song, like even with like, you know, Elon Musk with the Neuralink thing, like mm-hmm. his whole deal with the whole thing behind that is like, as humans, we're not really able to completely say what's on our minds when we're actually transcribing to other people or saying what's actually on our minds. It's not truly what's on our minds because we don't know how to say it. So with mm-hmm. like the Neuralink thing, I think the goal with it is tr- supposedly maybe you're supposed to read each other's minds or <laughs> just use a higher function in your mind so you can be more articulate in a way. Mm, okay. I didn't even, I didn't even know about that, actually. Yeah. They just started testing. They had like a whole convention on it like two months ago and they like tried it on like pigs and it worked supposedly. Oh, so wow. they're it's they're moving along with that shit. He thinks in the next like I watch Joe Rogan a lot and like he has he's oh, been wow. on Joe Rogan and like he was saying that it's supposedly gonna be done in the next like ten to fifteen years. See my thing with stuff like that is like at this point I'm like she, she I don't want to say humankind is like I'm not a human or something, but you feel me? I just feel like all of us in general, we not ready for doing for all this. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't even handle little stuff like having mm-hmm. um, a phone in our hand driving, you know what I'm saying? Without getting in a crash or getting mad at other people because I'm trying to do this. So, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just this is too much, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't even use half of this shit, like the smart speakers and all this shit. I'm like, I just want to be able to plug my speakers up and turn it on without clapping or you know what I'm saying, having to have it hooked up to what to Apple Music or some shit. Maybe I don't want to use Apple Music. Maybe I just want to play it with my recorder over here or something. No, you can't do that. It can only be, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's you losing control somewhat, and you gotta be in that ecosystem but a lot of stuff is just going too far i think like we don't even need all that like people are starting to remember when i don't know if i don't know i don't want to say remember when you i remember when i used to go to the library you know what i'm saying i used to love going to the library you feel me like now it's like okay some people probably go to the library it's like why when you just pull out your phone and anything you want to find out is right there to the point where you don't even have to have nothing in your own memory because you can yeah. just look up anything. So like a lot of people, they walking around with nothing really in their head per se, you know what I'm saying? Cause they could just look it up on the phone Fine. and then they think they know everything just cause they looking up something on Google. Like, okay, that doesn't make you the master. That doesn't make you like you've been to, school or really studied it or know how to apply this shit you know what i'm saying i mean it's just, i could go on and on man but i feel like technology need to stop at a certain point like it's going too far 100%. but it's like it's money that's involved in it too you know what i'm saying so of course they're gonna keep going with it mm-hmm. i don't know if you want to buy into it me personally i feel like okay i done bought enough shit i'm not buying no more shit <laughs> you mm-hmm. feel me definitely i think i got enough I used for to, now, I used, for now, <laughs> for, <sure>. for now. <laughs> I used to love going to the library. I um, I used to go almost every day, like when I was in like elementary school, to like just read comic books because they, had, for some reason, my I don't know if all libraries do this, but my library, like anytime a new issue would come out, they like have it within that day, like at that library. So like every week, I could get like the new issue of whatever that comic book was and just like read it 
in the library, leave. Maybe if it was like a thicker comic book, take it home, and then return it like the next few days or something. Damn. That used to be like, that was my first like freedom for me was like biking to the library at first and like escaping into like Spider-Man books or like Batman or anything like that. Damn. So it sounds similar to how I grew up. Mm. But but instead of going to the library, I'd go to the comic book store. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And buy or steal <laughs> whatever comics uh, I wanted. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds hella similar to what I would be doing. That would be my escape. Yeah, know? I still collect comic books. I even get, um, I don't know what they're called, but like at antique, I like going to antique stores sometimes. And at sometimes at antique stores, they have like, just like the comic book cover imprinted on like a metal sheet or something mm-hmm. and they make it look all rustic and stuff like i got this from like a antique store like a month ago it's i was like just a, tripping off that phone like yeah that's a cool ass phone actually yeah like the mickey mouse holds it and stuff it's dope <laughs> yeah i was tripping and off I, I got the mickey mouse tattoo like mickey mouse is like dope <laughs> oh damn okay but yeah I, I love all that type of stuff but um you draw I don't. I wish I could. I used to draw when I was little, and like I found my old books of like I used to draw pretty well. But I don't know. Like for me, I learn things better through like audio. So like what I've been working on is like DJing and like mixing and chopping up music and doing like this podcast. And like I've realized if I take even like four days off from my podcast, I low key kind of get like not depressed, but like upset like something's off mm. it's really weird even though i'm just like talking to people you know but like it's something that i found that just helps me so this is like my art form like i know you can't see it but i have like over this whole quarantine i've invested so much in like this little setup in my house because I, I have a studio but in downtown seattle but like it's closed off because of the covid so like oh yeah i have a <laughs> i have like a laptop right here I have this mic and then another mic right here. Got photo shoot photo shoot lights behind me. Like, <laughs> oh damn! Okay. Yeah, it's it's crazy type shit. <laughs> yeah, it sounds similar to what I got set up here. But that's that's good though that you invested in yourself like that. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But back on that technology thing, I have a I have a Google phone. It's like a literally made by Google, mm-hmm. and um, it's pretty cool actually. Is it? And um, but like the other day. I got this like notification on my phone and it was like, do you want to update your voice on Google so it understands who you are better and like say more sentences and stuff? Like they were going to actually like, if I was like in my phone driving and I wanted to say, hey, Google, take me to McDonald's, mm-hmm. it would recognize my voice versus saying like having my passenger do it or something. And I feel like that's too much control even. Like maybe like you could, you could like a lot of phones have like the thumbprint scan or whatever to mm-hmm. sign in, which is already a lot if you think yeah. about it so now google probably has my thumb but now they <laughs> actually want more voice recognition i can't i said no to that like it gave you the option to do that and i said no but like think about it it's like you're willing to give over your thumb there's the facial recognition and they're trying to work more on your voice now mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit is fucking nuts everything you can give up everything like they already taking all our information stuff <laughs> using it for ads and all kind of shit so like yeah man it's like they farming like your attention is the main i mean i guess that was always the commodity your attention you know mm-hmm. what i mean but i guess 
now it's really literally down to your attention. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't get nothing else out of you without convincing you. You know, it's like game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to sell something. You got to sell you on the idea or this product or whatever. I got to convince you. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's just a deeper level of it now. You know what I'm saying? It's just crazy, man. So we don't have to break down Deltron 3030. Like, I feel like probably tons of people have already asked you about it. But, like, what was your mindset when you created that? Like, what compelled you to make an album like that? You know what? What I was thinking was, like, I already started, like, fooling around with doing, like, battle rhymes. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, regular MC shit. But with futuristic terminology or, like, you Mm. know, technical terminology. I already was kind of fooling around with that. And then I started just thinking like, okay, what if I made another franchise? And I was thinking like Mega Man, right? So you got Mega Man and then you got Mega Man X, right? And Mega Man X is basically the same as Mega Man, but like with more souped up graphics, you know, you could do cleaner shit, you know what I'm saying? Like cleaner bosses, you know what I'm saying? Everything was just more futuristic and saucier, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, what if I did that with Dell? Like, you know, I'm still battle rhyming, no MC shit, but just spruce it up with futuristic wordplay and shit like that. So that's that was the basis of it. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, is that is that good enough to separate it from just Dell the Funky Homo Sapien to warrant me creating it? And I just figured, like, yeah, 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 okay, I think that'll work. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That just on a business level as another product. And then that's where I started with it. And then I, you know what? I told my manager Domino at the time about it. I kind of shared it with him. So he went and he told Automator about it. I had just worked with Automator and Prince Paul on a, a, yeah, Handsome Boy Modeling School was the name of the record. So they was familiar with fucking with me with that. So Dom was like, yo, Dell got this idea called Deltron Z, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, I was just running by you. Would you be interested in doing something like that? He was like, yeah. So then Dom came back to me. He was like, yo, Automator, he said he down to like produce the shit. And then it just started from there. He gave me like a cassette tape with like maybe 10, 12 beats. He was like, mm-hmm. see if you like these. And I list went home. I think I wrote Virus right after that. It was like, yeah, let's go. You know, so he was like, you like all of them? I was like, yeah, look, yeah, let's go. He's tight, let's go. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we just started recording maybe like a week maybe but not in not a successive days though so mm-hmm. like maybe one day i go there and take a while come back but about a week mm-hmm. is what it took to record the whole thing damn yeah but but you know what automator filled in the blanks though as far as the storyline and shit because i was just rapping at first mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but then automator's like maybe you should do a song about this or maybe you should do something you know just Give me some ideas and concepts to kind of fill it out and production wise he really produced it you know what i'm saying he really did what a producer should do mm-hmm. so yeah it's and then kid koala did add a lot of it too you know what i'm saying so, so us what, three all working on them combined what's up yeah kid koala with the soundscape yeah yeah mm. with the scratch and soundscape yeah yeah so that's that that's pretty fire I, I love that album <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Was it? Was it? So it wasn't really supposed to be even like a warning type type album, was it? It was just supposed to be like 
something like a fantasy type deal? I was just, like I said, I, it started off with me just rapping. I was just mm-hmm. clowning with it. You know what I'm saying? I was just trying to be raw. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just like with any other record, I'm just trying to have fun with it and be raw. But it turned into something else, I guess, because I guess, you know, I'm going to say what's on my mind regardless. I just can't help that. So that, I didn't mean to write none of that shit. All that shit just came out because that's just the way I feel about shit. You know what I'm saying? And I guess, you know, I guess Automator kind of directed it more once he starts seeing, oh, you saying some of this here, you saying some of this here. Why don't you say something? You know what I'm saying? He started expanding Mm -hmm. on it. Okay, yeah, I can go with that. And that's how it grew to be the Deltron that you know about. I feel. Those ads in it were hilarious. They're that's great. Was yeah, amazing. all that all that is Dan. All that Damn. is Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I bet there's tons of different like rabbit holes or like Reddit holes you can go down of people trying to ex- like think about like why you created that and like Reddit is a freaking wormhole if you've ever been on that app before. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fool with Reddit sometimes. Yep. People was telling me about Reddit like some years ago, like some, some youngsters that was like, man, you ain't fool with Reddit? It's like, nah, what's that? They're like, man, they talk about you all the time on Reddit. I'm like, for mm. real? Damn. That's but crazy. Yeah, that was a while ago, though, back when Reddit was like hella on the under and shit. Mm-hmm. Now Reddit is like, you know, it's Reddit, Reddit now. You feel mm-hmm. me? But yeah, man. It's, yeah, it is wormholes like hell, yeah. <laughs> it, it was crazy. Like you, you guys kind of created one of the first hip-hop podcast also like the Hyrocast. really like What's the... <laughs> explain to me like you guys late you, you like it was like hieroglyphics podcast kind of and you guys like chopped into like the Hyrocast, and you guys were just like i don't know if it was like before concerts or like whenever you guys just felt like recording but you guys had like a, it was like early 2000s before like podcasts were really popping and i was like holy shit i don't even know if you guys realize that well, well like, hold on. What, what are you talking about? Because I'm trying to see what you're talking about. What are you talking about? The, you know what the Hyrocast is? The Hyrocast? No, you know what the Hyrocast is? Was it, was it, the, um, what's his name? The, the, was Stinky? Oh, yeah. They're talking about the, uh, the website, the Hyro website, oh. how they came up with the Hyro Imperium brand. Yeah. You guys that was, had... that you know, you guys had straight up like little interviews you guys would do with each other and stuff. Interviews ever... we'd do with each other. Yeah, you you haven't seen those on YouTube or anything like that. Oh, I've seen I've seen like you know different shit here and there on yeah on YouTube, but but like nothing... you guys like you guys straight up created like a little podcast deal. Matt, you know what? So much shit be done with <laughs> High Road that I don't even be there or cognizant of. So I. I you might have to juggle my memory. I talk about the new high road day, um, the cyber high road day that just happened. You, you um, ain't talking about the cyber high road day that just happened, are you? Uh-uh, what's that? No, I'm talking about you guys literally straight up had like a little podcast type deal like in the early 2000s. In the early 2000s. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, he going to look. Let's I'm see. like, what? I feel like he's going to show me and I'm going to be like, oh. Yeah, he probably is. <laughs> There's still a lot of stuff out there, though. Yeah. It, it, I don't ever remember y'all doing a podcast, though. Yeah, he, I think he's like saying like it's like a proto. No, it was, look at, so this is um right here. This is the Google, this is Google podcast, okay? 
So this is like all the different podcasts you can do. And um, you type in like on here, the Hyrocast. And it's like a red oh. cover. And this is like all your guys' little... We can't even see it because it's so bright. But you guys have like... This was like in the early like 2007. I think and it's I like, do remember that. I don't, think, I don't remember myself being a part of that. You know what I'm saying? But I do like have a slight recollection that there was like a... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do kind of remember that. I just bio, never listened to none of them. Your bio is like, this is not a podcast. This is a Hyrocast. <laughs> Featuring exclusive content from the Hieroglyphics crew. Check out tunes from Dell, the Funky Homo Sapien, Souls of Mischief, Casual, OC, Opio. It's like just all of you guys, and like you guys like all did like little interview type things. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, they might have interviewed me, and then was like, "Okay, we're gonna use this for this. Can I get you over here doing it?" Okay, yeah, I'll do it. That's you know funny. I'm not knowing what it's gonna be used for. Probably, mm-hmm. I just you know, if they need me to do something, I come and do it. You know what I'm saying? But, but I'll be so focused on my own shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't really be focused on Hyro like that because we never was a group like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we was more like an organization. Like a collective type deal. Yeah. And we kind of okay. came out as a group once we all got dropped from our labels. We figured the best way to come back out was to all group together and be one group. That way we could all just push out at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Just maximize whatever money we had to do to shit. Mm. So that's how Very that smart. happened. Damn. Then it just kind of stuck, like stuck there, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody just started associating us with with Hyrocus. If you never knew before, then like for a lot of people, they just know us from when Hyro came out, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. people that know us from before, then when you know they was on Jive and I was on Electra, that's a, like a whole nother era. Then Damn. Deltron, that's a whole nother era. Then Gorillas, that's a whole nother. You feel me? So there's not enough. So, there's not a lot of artists that do that and can like get away with something like that. That's not. Nah, yeah, it ain't. It ain't really. A lot of people fall off. Really. Holy shit. <laughs> that's it's insane. Hard, yeah, you have like a, That's like three different generations of people right there. Yeah. Damn. George Clinton. He, he the one I look up to. George Clinton. He ain't never played out. You feel me? Mm. Like he been doing shit since the doo-wop era. You know what I'm saying? Till now, still. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he understood. He understood it was all doo-wop. He understood it was all the blues. Even when hip-hop came out and older people that was with his generation was like, this shit is garbage. They're just talking over a beat. This shit ain't music. He understood it. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, that's like, no, nah, that's like scatting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he peaked. Mm-hmm. So he never tried to clown the youngsters. And then that actually brought him back. You know, with the chronic and all that shit. They was bringing them back. Like, come on, Uncle George, you gotta, you feel me? And that rejuvenated them. So I was, I'm just taking tips I from think, him, man, really. I think Charlie Wilson has done an amazing job, too. Him, from too. The Gap yeah. Band till now. Like, he's like, he's probably in the top 20 featured artists for the past five years. Yeah. Like, he's on hella shit. Yeah. Like, even working with like Tyler the Creator or anything like that. Like, what? It's like, that's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like a special kind of person to be able to understand everything. Like some people, they can't understand new shit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why it's all music, but you know. Yeah, you're right. Like maybe the technology changes, but it's still like music. 
Yeah, some people be stuck in their era too, though. Like they think that's the best, and mm. can't nothing else be tight. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm. even look at it like that. I mean, it's well, cool, like, but I don't even I don't even think about the past really that much. Well, my favorite era of music is probably like the '60s or '70s. Honestly, like I love all the hip hop now, but like there's just like something different about then. Even with their sad songs, it was like happy until you like actually like paid attention to what was going on. You're like, what? Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers was talented, man. But that's all they was doing was playing music. So like, it wasn't no video games, wasn't no <laughs> all this, wasn't none of this shit. So you just bored. Like I'm gonna learn this guitar till I just know everything about it. It's part mm-hmm. of my hand. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But now, that's all that is not really necessary to an extent. But <laughs> that's my favorite era too, the 70s. Mm-hmm. I think that was like the that was the end of really being the musicianship, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think with hip hop, just being crafty, you know what I'm saying? Being crafty with it. What else can I do with this? And so you already heard this before. What, what can I do to make it sound new again? You feel me? Mm-hmm. And now, like, we're in an age where it's like, how do we make something sound new, new again after like remixing, remixing? Right. Like, it's, <laughs> I think we're we're just like in like a transition phase right now. I feel like, but we there's some very talented producers out there that like help artists just find their voice in a way. Yeah, there's there's, there's some tight producers out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with you, yeah. do you pay attention to like new music that comes out or how do you, if you do, like, where do you look and, or is it people that recommend you to new artists or? I just catch whatever float by, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm mm-hmm. on the internet all the time. So usually what most popular shit I'll peep, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll peep something that might be a little bit more underground over here, over there. But, you know, I just stick my hand out there. <laughs> something catches my ear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What but about I don't the... actively go out and look for shit, though, like I used to, because I'd be too right. busy working on my own shit. You know what I'm saying? But I try to keep my ear open to shit, though. Yeah, you've actually had some, like, hidden features that I'm like, what the hell? Like, the, like IDK, he's probably, like, one of my favorite artists. And, like, Pizza Shop, like, how do you how do you find, like, an artist like him? He reached out to me because he was, he felt me, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, wow. can I get Dell to do something with me? And so that's where I learned about him you know he sent me the track and i was like oh dude it's tight actually damn so that that's the way that worked out you got mf doom on that also like that's (laughs) that's i know that was crazy yeah (laughs) doom is another one doom is from kmd you know what i'm saying Mm. kmd is a whole nother group you know what i'm saying so he he reinvented himself kind of like i did with deltron he did the same thing with mf doom He actually told me, because we were signed to the same label, you know what I'm saying? So he hit me with his whole idea for MF Doom. Like, it's going to go like this, MF Doom. My name is Doom, but you know, MF Doom, I'm going to have the Doom mask, like Dr. Doom. I was like, man, that's going to be wrong. He told me the whole plan, and exactly how he told me is exactly how it came out, and it all worked. Shit. So I'm like, oh, okay, you could really... You could really just plan it all out like that and it could really work. Like he really showed me that shit. Mm. Yeah, man. Or like even most recently, I don't know like if you guys just put it out or if it was if it's actually like a recent song or not, but like even like connection with like little B. Like that's pretty fucking nuts. Like his beats are like 
some of the like either whether it's him producing or his producer producing bass kit like those are some hard ass beats to actually like work with have you heard the song that i did with little b yeah 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 okay yeah 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 fuck with little b man he, he he's a dope ass producer actually he on the new album with you and uh cool keith yeah i just did a um album with cool keith oh and, and little b and little b is on it wow you know what I'm so i got a little b featured on it too damn yeah but he's somebody i try to like keep close contact with because we both leos you know what i'm saying so i just i just feel like i've understood his shit from the moment i was listening to his shit like okay i get it Mm -hmm. so i just try to he remind me of me a lot you know what i'm saying so you know he's he's good to have around man he's a good inspiration too very unique just that youngster you know mentality sometimes i'll be on some other shit and he'll remind mm-hmm. me, nah, forget that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cowbells. Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> or just don't stress too much about it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Why are you waiting? Just do it. You know what I'm saying? So can you can you talk about this new album? Like, what when's the release date slated for and all that? Shit, I don't know, man. I, I just sent the stems over to uh, Cut Master Kurt, so Ooh. he's going to mix it and master it. We'll see where we go from there. But it's done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hopefully it come out soon. I mean, I know Keith wants the shit to come out soon. You know what I'm saying? So we'll, we'll see. But it's fire, he's, though. He's another crazy guy. Didn't he do, like, Dr. Octagon? Yeah. He, That's some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All those, like, other personality, like, second personas are fire, man. Man, he, he another one is just, man, if you want to do it, just do it. Like, he ain't got no barriers. He's just like, fuck it. For mm-hmm. me, I'm like, I gotta make sure it's gotta be your, but I'm trying to get away from that more and just get to the pure art of it and not be tripping so hard about this or that, what people gonna think about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 he's raw though. Yeah, Cool Keith, he's my main, one of my main inspirations for even rapping because I got his shit. And I thought like Ultra Magnetic MCs, I thought that, that was, I thought that was it. Once I heard that, I was like, fuck all other kind of music. <laughs> is the shit. Fuck R&B, fuck all this other shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. Being able to work with him is like, I don't even want to say it was like a dream come true because I don't even know if I would even be dreaming that, but <laughs> it just worked out hella strange like that. Yeah. It's crazy. I just like, the older generation of hip hop, they're all somehow, like all these artists are somehow all connected in some way or another, which I just think is amazing, whether it's, somehow doing like background vocals or writing on someone else's project or actually just knowing him as a friend, maybe not even ever actually making a song with him. Like somehow everyone's just all connected no matter what side of the coast you're on. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, kind I of mean, beautiful. I used, to, I used to like seeing somebody like back in the background, like say somebody like a mob deep, right? Mm-hmm. They first album, they was like some little kids with some sickles and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to be scary or whatever. They was like mm-hmm. little kids smoking blunts and drinking 40s and shit. They was on it like that. But they first album premiere produced hella shit for them. So mm-hmm. they shit was slapping. And then they just vanished for hella long. And then they came out with the infamous record. But at that point, fucking Havoc must have learned hella shit from premiere. So now he's making the beats now. So I'm like, damn, I remember them. I remember they, that's the same Mob Deep. This shit is just hella crazy. Or you would see somebody on the on the sidelines over here, there'd be somebody partner 
And then later on, they come out with their own shit. You like, oh, I remember they was down with, like Tri Call Quest is a good example. They was down with the Jungle Brothers, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I'm hearing Q-Tip on the Jungle Brothers shit hella long ago. Then I'm hearing about Q-Tip got a, a Tri Call Quest. He got a single coming out. Oh shit, you just peep all this underground hype building up. Red Man is the same type of thing. I heard Red Man down with EPMD, heard him on EPMD shit. Who is this? Who he raw? You know what I'm saying? He can get signed and get a deal. I'm like, oh my God, he coming out with a record? You know what I'm saying? This shit's crazy. Fucking yeah, I, I feel you with the connection though. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so like, what was the process behind this new project? Like, was it just all written during this quarantine or? Yeah, basically it just real quick. Mm. I, I just did a uh, with uh, with Keith, Doctor Octagon Part Two, right? Mm. And I was on it, right? So while I was doing that with him, we did a show for that and shit. And like backstage, Keith was like, "Yo, Dell, you should let me let me produce some shit for you." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, let's do that, let's do that." Because I love all his shit. I love like I bought damn near every one of his records. You know what I'm saying? So I damn. fuck with all this shit. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then we kind of just went our separate ways or whatever. But I always kept it in the back of my mind. Man, I want to fuck with him. You need to hit him. And then one day I finally just reached out to Cutmaster Curtain. Was like, you got the link on uh, on Keith. I want to get some beats from him or whatever. So we hooked up with him, you know, three-way or whatever. He was like, Keith was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about you, Dale. Yeah, I had a few beats for you. Like, he was on the same page already. So I'm like, what's up? So he went into the studio, gave it like two weeks, sent them to me. I'm like, damn, like hella quick. I didn't even expect them back to get mm. back at me that damn quick, like 12 beats, damn. all fires. I'm like, okay, like that night, I wrote to all of them, that night. Shit. And then from there, just start recording them. Like in like a week, shit was done. Damn. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he got me juiced. But I, but I knew I wanted to rap over his beats because mm. it, they reminded me of like some hyphy shit from the town. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like just had like a weird sense to him, but still 8080 and like just beat oriented. So I'm like thinking in my mind, like motherfuckers out here in the town, they, they'll fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? They'll fuck with me if I rap to this shit. Mm -hmm. So that was my idea for it, man. Yeah. Are, are there any artists that like you've wanted to connect with that you haven't been able to yet or are you pretty happy with your catalog? Any <laughs> artist. crazy catalog. You know what? Red Man. I hella want to fuck with Red Man. Because mm. I never got to like, he, he was going to produce something for me for my third album before I got dropped from a lecture. You know what I'm saying? And he was with it. Everything. You know what I'm saying? Well, I talked to him everything. Then I got dropped. It never happened. But I know he fucked with me. You know what I'm saying? We, we fuck with each other. It's just be on and off. But I never really just hollered at him in this time frame, like, yo, what's up? And I know he out there, like, not really doing shit. He doing shit, but... Mm -hmm. A single know, here or there. Yeah, yeah, he's here and there, you feel me? Just kind of like if somebody reached out to him, I know he'd be like, what's up? Mm -hmm. What's up? It's all good, you feel me? So I know it's there, but definitely him is somebody I really would want to do something with. Because he... Yeah, sugar free. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Sugar free. Like he he performed at the last uh Hyro day. So I got to oh, talk wow. to him a little hobnob a little bit, but it was just two motherfuckers just on it. Like sugar free, sugar free. Oh my gosh, sugar free. You know what I'm saying? 
So he's getting mobbed. I was just like, fuck it. I'm not even going to try to bother you right now. Damn. But I know he fuck with me, though. I've been seeing like a lot of older artists coming back to like Seattle to perform also, like at little clubs and stuff. Like he was just in town, like before the quarantine, of course, but he, he, he just visited Seattle not too long ago. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Sugar have- Free one of my all time. He, he one of my favorite rappers, period. Yeah, for real. But he a funketeer, though. Like I was talking about George Clinton, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Parliament funketeer. He a funketeer. So, mm. uh, uh, underlying everything else the pimp the pimp reese all that shit whatever he a funketeer like first and foremost that <laughs> he just can't even hide that so i always fuck with him just on that level Damn. yeah <laughs> so do you have like any experiences in seattle this is a seattle-based podcast i love to have everyone on from all different backgrounds don't have to be from seattle but like do you have any stories or experiences in seattle that you come to mind man my man zach Hendricks, i believe is from seattle yeah Right, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let me give a shout out to Zach Hendricks, man. I ain't talked to you in a minute neither, but that's my dude. Uh, Jake One in Seattle. Yeah, Jake uh, One. Yeah. Vitamin D. Vitamin D. I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I know you know a little bit about that. But mm-hmm. really, Zach is my dude. He was my DJ for years. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. And he was still, he, still in the mix with it. Yeah. Like, he he's a funk. He a funketeer too. He was putting me up on some Parliament funk shit that I had never even heard before, like God, oh, Mama, shit. and all this shit. I'm like, what's this? Like, yeah, like as a DJ, he bought so many records, he had to start slanging records on eBay to support it. You know what I'm saying? Because he Damn. Was just, he couldn't help himself. He just had to buy whatever was tight to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, his whole house was just. Line wall to wall records, crazy. Every time we go out on the road, we just be going digging, digging. <laughs> every place, every place we go, he know a new record store. We gotta hit this up. We gotta hit this up. So yeah, that's my dude, man. Zach Hendricks, man. Give a shout out to him, man. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so with this whole quarantine, have you ever have you done any like self evaluating or like learning anything new about yourself? Because like, like what you said, like everyone's had a lot of time to do self-reflection i had to i mean like really i had just had like a badass accident on the gorillas tour oh, shit. i damn near got killed we walked off the fucking stage and fell into a camera pit oh you know shit like it was uh, no one told me there was a camera pit there it looked like it was just all flat you know what i'm saying oh. and i just ran out on stage ah! Oh, the bottom the show over from there so i got hospitalized for like three weeks there till i broke like seven ribs punctured my lung like i was fucked up hella Shit. fucked up so just coming back from that my mind was just fucked up you know hella shit from my childhood was popping up that i had blocked out you mm. know what i'm saying like so i was just working on all that shit so i couldn't even go out on the road really i still was having to and people were still urging me to get out there and get on the road because it's a machine or whatever going, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I really wasn't ready to. So when this shit happened, I was like, good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now everybody got to sit the fuck down. I needed to anyway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not that it's good. Like, it ain't good. But I definitely was able to take that time and 
now this shit is slowed down. Let me try to reconfigure my life and see what the hell I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So yeah, I did a lot of self-reflection and just trying to restructure. Shit is just different now. Like touring, mm-hmm. that's a wrap. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For the foreseeable future. At least for me, I'm like, I'm not going out till, now that's a wrap. I got to be yeah. convinced, you feel me, that it's safe. So it's like, what can you do? So that's why I'm turning more to podcasts. I'm turning to doing these little episodes and shit, you know, with a little commentary on this and that. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do it on Patreon though. You know what I'm saying? But oh, I, I, yeah. I want to I want to get on Twitch and do some streaming because I just got back on my video game. You know what I'm saying? Post. You know what I'm saying? Really just acting a fool with it. You know what I'm saying? On my stream posts. You know what I'm saying? Just really just going hard because I'm in the house. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And capturing it, you know what I'm saying? So I know a couple of people on Twitch. My man Caustic, he a battle rapper, feel me, from oh, uh, King of the Dot. And he be on Twitch. So I'm like, let's hook up, you know what I'm saying? Merch on Twitch. Yeah, Merce is on Twitch. Yeah, you know, so you know the rapper Merce, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on yeah. Twitch? Yeah, he's on Twitch. There's oh, a few shit. people on Twitch. I, I heard, um, what is it, Logic? I heard Logic is on Twitch too. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, motherfuckers is all trying. That's gonna be the new wave now. That's a yeah. little. I can make some money here, so I'm trying to be like tiptoe with it because I don't want nobody to really be like, he's just trying to get his little cash out over here or whatever because he can't go on the road no more. Mm-hmm. But everybody know I fuck with video games from the beginning, mm-hmm. so it's not hella strange. You feel me? What, so I'm what type just of trying. Video... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. What what type of video games are you into? I like. I like action games. I like like arcade Twitch kind of games. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, my favorite game right now is a uh, Swarm Lake, mm. and, and it's a game. It's a first person shooter, but it's only one stage. You're basically getting chased by this swarm, okay. and it just get bigger and bigger and bigger behind you, and you can't stop. You got to keep running. You got to. Just try to outmaneuver it, but it's faster than you. It start turning into a big ass wall, but there's like oh, these explosive like gems that you could jump and grab. And if you grab yeah. it, whatever's around you will be destroyed, right? So you gotta just kind of focus on those to try to stay alive as long as you can. You feel me? So mm-hmm. it's basically like a point system. For sure. So after you get ten thousand points, that's swarm like. So that's like a high standard. You get that. You doing something, you know what I'm saying? Damn. So there's motherfuckers online that got like 31,000. You know what I'm saying? It, it's crazy. It's hard as fuck too. So that's another mm. reason why I like it. But that's For it. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's like an arcade game. It eat up your quarters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You just put your quarter in. It's like okay, you dead in a few seconds. But if you raw, you just look hella saucy. You feel like a mat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I like I games just... like that. You feel me? For sure. I just found this like. It sucks because it's kind of close. Well, it's not closed, but like, you know, like how a lot of cafes make it so you can't like sit down or anything right now. Like a lot of restaurants are like closed off mostly, but you can like order your food to go or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I just recently moved up to my new house like a year ago. So I'm mm-hmm. still trying to like understand the area. And I live in the woods and like the closest oh, town to me, <laughs> the the closest town to me, um, I saw that there's like this video game like arcade cafe and it's like crazy there's like pac-man on the outside of it and there's like all these arcade machines inside of it Mm -hmm. but basically you can 
only go in to get like the food and you can't play the games. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> if I'd known about this any earlier, I would have definitely gone in to play some of those games. <laughs> Damn. Mm-hmm. You ain't got a um, MAME on the computer? I don't even. So I just use my Xbox usually because like I just got a new computer, but most of these computers are just good for like video editing and um, like I use like FL Studios to like record and stuff. You got a PC? So, these are laptops, actually. Oh, okay, but they're PCs. Yeah. Mm. I um, like I only use like video game consoles for like gaming stuff. Oh, for real? Mm. The PC is the best. I I would say by far. That's what everyone says. By far, I spend more time playing on my PC than anything. Damn. They just got way. Basically, all the games that trickle down to Xbox or PlayStation really be coming from stream. Yeah. You feel me? So I've seen that. And the graphics are like, okay, as as souped up as you want to make your computer is how tight the graphics will be. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's up to you and what you're working with. You feel me? But they they smoke Xbox. Xbox is only Xbox is made by Microsoft anyway. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing, basically, having a PC. I got an Xbox too though. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I don't fuck with PlayStation because they just weak to me. But <laughs> Xbox, I fuck with, I, and Nintendo Switch, I fuck with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so those PCs are, are PCs are like cars, basically. You can just soup the fuck out of those cars and their yeah. PCs. <laughs> I mean, those that's a real computer, as far as I'm concerned. It's a PC. You do whatever the fuck you want to with it. Mm-hmm. Max, though, I'm on a Mac now, obviously. You know what I'm saying? But they got mm-hmm. two. It's like computing for dummies or something. Like they mm. try to do everything for you. I'm like, I don't need you to block this off to me. I don't need you to. <laughs> I know how to use a computer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I got both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I get tired <laughs> of what what Apple is doing and all this that they're trying to do with their ecosystem, I could just go to my PCs and work on there. Yeah, I feel that. I don't like I don't like Apple products. So they're like they're like childish, like you were saying. I like Android or like windows type deals because like you actually have like more control of what you're doing versus like yeah. apple's like set in stone you can only swipe right swipe left can't really customize what your apps look like and mm-hmm. none of that stuff it's pretty boring <laughs> i mean it's cool because for things that you're trying to do like video editing shit like that it's cool but like it's not really as potent mm-hmm. as like you can make a pc to be mm-hmm. but you but the thing with a pc you got to know what you're doing yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like drivers you gotta install all the time and little shit you gotta be you know what I'm saying? You gotta go inside the shit so much of the time to try to fiddle with shit to try to get it to work. Where mm-hmm. with the Mac you just plug this shit up and it work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So sure. what's up? Cookie cutter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Definitely. like cookie cutter. Yeah. Like like you know, like for dummies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like my mom is like iPad, how you, what do you, just touch it. Yeah. Just touch it. There's only one button and you touch the screen. Like she really likes trying to figure this shit out. Like <laughs> it's too simple for her. You feel me? Yeah, I get that. Shit's crazy. But last thing on video games, have you heard of um, the new Cyberpunk 2077 game coming out? Yeah, I'm interested in it, but I'm like, it's taking too long. But maybe that's good. It better be astounding. It better, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking like 
I don't really fuck with the triple A games. They be weak to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It'd be so much hype around them. Yeah. They're like Hollywood movies now. I'm like, okay, whatever. It'd be, I'd be into like indie games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, have you heard of um, uh, Evolver? Mm-mm. Devolver, that's like one of my favorite companies. They got a lot of tight games that are just like off the wall and crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got one called Hotline Miami that's super raw. Oh shit. It looked basic, but you do some crazy shit. You basically like a hitman. Okay. And like your phone be ringing. It's based in like the uh the 80s. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. don't know nothing. It's like you like a psycho and just all this shit is just coming. The phone just ring and be like, yeah, you gotta do this job. Clean it up over here, and then you go do the shit, and you walk through the shit, just trying to murder everybody. That's all <laughs> you do is try to walk through the shit and just murder everybody. But you get mm. one man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. One man, one chance. Like one bullet will kill you. You can start okay. over immediately. Yeah. But like, you got to be hella precise. Check it out. Yeah. They got part one and two. You can get it as a bundle now. Hell you know yeah. what I'm saying? If you fuck with the Xbox, it's on the Xbox. For sure, I'll check that out. Yeah, I love all types of games, honestly. Like, from like eight bit to what Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is gonna be like. You're right about that. They literally got Keanu Reeves to be like one of the main characters in the game. See, so I'm it's like, Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> You're spending all this money, I'm like, it better be. I'm thinking, how could he even be that raw? Like, it ain't gonna mm. be that tight to be putting that much on it. I'm like, okay, man, you trying to sell me too much? I'm just, but I'm gonna buy it though. Yeah, I'm gonna buy it. I'm waiting for it. Just because it's cyberpunk, anything cyberpunk, I'm gonna want to fuck with. Crazy. Yeah. The man. the the best example of it falling flat is the new Avengers game. Have you seen that shit? Like it completely just fell flat on its yeah. face. I heard about it, and that's all I needed to hear. But see, yeah. like I'm saying, money. Ground. I'm already thinking Avengers is gonna be weak. Mm-hmm. Already, because it's an Avengers game. I'm thinking it's gonna be weak. You know what I'm saying? Just because it's the Avengers, it's a major, you know what I'm saying, franchise, they can't make it tight. They're not going to make it tight. It's just, they're just going to try to coast on that name. Yeah. You feel me? The Batman games are fucking nuts. They're like the Arkham City games. Yeah. Have you played those? Those are raw, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're coming out the new one soon, too. But Batman, I'm like, do I really want to be Batman? Or do I want to play some new shit? Like, there's some crazy games out there that's like stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like really like dumb. Like, oh my God, what is, how did they come up with this shit? Mm-hmm. I'm saying, man, PC is kind of the shit, man. Yeah. Steam. 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 Is the, that's the name of it. Steam. It's like a, it's like a, um, it's like a service. You know what I'm saying? So you could buy games on there for hella cheap. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like $10, $15. Like everybody, you come there and sell their shit on there from oh. indie to the majors, you know what I'm saying? So you okay. find deals all the time. Like I just seen today a Sega deal where Sega had just hell of their games on there. $2, $3, oh, shit. some raw shit too. Like I spent $12 <laughs> on about five games. Oh damn. Yeah. All raw, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So That's it's crazy. constantly got deals, you know what I'm saying? All the new shit is on there. Like Cyberpunk, yeah, that's on there. It's going mm-hmm. to be on there first. Because they're like, that's the major leagues. And then it trickled down to Xbox and PlayStation. So yeah, check it out. Steam. It's on Macs too. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But games ain't really on the Mac though like that. So it's very little. 
even mm-hmm. though they have steam for the Mac. So mm-hmm. yeah, you kind of stuck to the reason. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, Dell, what is some advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? Man, shit, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out some advice. Shit. Um, man, I would say whatever it is you're trying to do, just try to stay focused on it, try to invest in it, and, you know, be realistic with what you're working with. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't gas yourself and make yourself think you better than what you really is. You know what I'm saying? Because as good as you think you is, you're probably not that good. You know what I'm saying? You probably need to work harder at it still. You know what I'm saying? So I, that that's probably one of the main things I would say. Don't gas yourself before you really, you know what I'm saying? Work on your shit constantly. Because the better you work, I mean, the more you work at it and the better you get, it's got to pay off. Because at a certain point, you're going to get so good with the shit, it's like out the blue. Oh, my God, where was this at? <laughs> For you, you've been working years and years. But outside, it's like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just keep working at your shit, invest in yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, damn, we made it to an hour. Huh. That was awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I end the podcast by saying this is the NAS podcast, and then my guest says their name. So, this is the NAS podcast with Del Funky Homo Sapien. Yeah. There we go. Pleasure. Pleasure talking <laughs> with you.